0: not bad, oh, I'm not a big jazz fan. It's cool, that jazz. I don't know. Swing? Not sure. Race two on the program at Victorian Harness Headquarters. Tomorrow night, now called Melton Park, is a tricky race. A 54 to 66 rider. You wouldn't normally think about this as being on a metropolitan meeting, and it's not a metropolitan-graded race. It's worth $10,000, but it is an interesting one. Look, the top two in the market, I think, deserve to be the top two. I was a little bit surprised that Elder Baron Miley is that much shorter than Glamour Stride, I've got to say. Only because, Dan, Elder Baron Miley does not strike me as a a typical 1,720-metre horse, doesn't have a lot of early speed. But then again, right now you feel like Snooze Fanozio could probably train for the Olympics, the World Cup soccer, and uh, the AFL Grand Final and probably make... Get gold medals in all three. His team could not be going any better. I agree. Yep, one hundred percent. I no, that's wrong. Oh no, I agree with that. I sorry, I didn't. I think that'll be back in the that'll be back in the line in a the moment. There's some technical difficulties going on in the background. Um, my market here, I had them three twenty and three fifty respectively. That is elder Baron Miley and Glamour Stride, but you're getting $2.420. I thought the... Um, well, the other two, the, the market sort of sorted them out as the four, the quartet in single figures. But I thought a bit of Irish luck and, and Kenna Sharon had a hope. Maestro is a really interesting runner. Only one run back from a break. Inconclusive off a 20-metre handicap. I spoke the other day about how difficult it is to uh, win races off 20 metres. Uh, I wouldn't be totally ruling it out. But we have Dan Malecki back. I was just saying, Dan, how well Snooze Finozio's team's going. And I do think Elder Baron Miley is the one to beat here. But I think $2 is incredibly short for a horse who I'm not sure will love, 1,720 metres, doesn't have an abundance of early speed and might have to go back and come around them, I reckon. Uh, Well, although the
1: way... Let's see one last start. I, I think there'll be a bit of respect there unless, you know, um, some of the opposition weren't watching that last start. It was pretty impressive, and I think you'd be wanting to uh, uh, recognise the horses to beat in this race, and they're definitely going to be the filly. So, you know, and that's the other thing to keep in mind. They are taking on older and, and, and far more experienced horses, but you mentioned Chris's team. He's got them going terrific across the board, and this is a, a filly that has been twice... Group one place did her last four starts. Yeah. Uh, and then out of group one races, she's been able to win and win convincingly and, and taking out some some handy enough types in the process. I couldn't not tip her. Um, in fact, I had no hesitation in tipping her. Yeah. I was thinking Glamour Stride might be the danger. Mm. She's really progressing well, um, Jason, number three. So uh, I thought they were the main two. But bitter Irish luck is the one that I think um, just totally forget last started mm. It was a stand. Prior to that, a second of Golden Sunset I reckon is a good form line uh, for a race of this type, and that was still early on in the prep. So I reckon there's probably you know this this run is going to be having her at her peak. So I think she can perform well, bitter Irish luck. So it was the other one I had as a winning chance. Um, And Leanne Leanne, I don't think we can afford to dismiss her. She had um, some standing start runs where she did things wrong. Uh, So back to a mobile is probably uh, a plus for her. So I've got her in the mix. But I think four, very good filly already, still getting better. Likewise with the three, and I think even with the eight. So three of the lightest-raced horses and the youngest horses in the race, for
0: me, four, three, eight, and ten. Four, three, eight, and ten. And look, my thoughts are incredibly similar. I think four, three, eight, and nine for me. Four, three, eight, and nine. I did think maybe, yeah, I'm definitely with you. I'm with elder Baron Miley. Uh, you're you're more confident than I am. I, I mean, I look back to uh, I'm a bit of an SP profile Nuffy, and uh, the New South Wales Trotters Oaks wasn't too long ago. In that race, what separated them in the end? It was four point 5.7 to 5.0. So 3.8 metres separated them. Glamour Stride was nine fifty. dollars Baron Alderbaran was $9.00. Baron molly has gone and defeated inferior opposition. Glamour Stride um, got beaten by the stable mate sat in stride. In that same race, the other one that I've, I've included uh, that you haven't done is Countess Sharon. Now, in that race that we yeah. referenced from three starts back, like Countess Sharon has sort of been going through the motions a little bit. But I'll tell you what, that was a return to form, and then it's been franked beyond that. So even finishing 14 metres behind Lady Adelia, there's no problem with that form line going into a race like this. And then has beaten, reigning willies. Um,
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Look, she'd be my fifth pick too, and I I agree with you. she has been around for a long time, Countess and Sharon, but it's as if she stepped it up a bit with that melting third to satin stride. It ties in well. The lady you deal with your fourth, got beaten 40 minutes, but that's a good form line, isn't
0: it? Oh, outstanding. Like, and I think if you look at, it, in isolation, if you only watched, you know, one harness race, one harness racing meeting every now and then, and you saw the Glamour stride on race, you'd say, well, I would want to be in on above Glamour Stride, because it absolutely rocketed home. And then the critical key is, I reckon, Dan, and you, I'm sure you would agree, that it's all well and good to throw in... Uh, an enormous run but then you want to see it frank don't you and the fact that Sharon has gone on to win last start tells you that okay that wasn't a flash in, that wasn't a flash in the pan run was it that was um she sort of she's found her mojo again a little bit
1: oh I know that and that was from a backline draw and she absolutely bolted in didn't she so that was a drop back to a class that she was eligible for after running through some stronger races so um, a head full of confidence, you know what I'm like with a, with a horse that's the last start winner and the confidence that they get out of it after chasing good horses, um, and she's exactly that at the moment. And I say, you know, she. It's not just in form, but it's an air in form as well. And we yeah. always make those references. So, uh, look, you make a really good case for her, and I think she'll be a good value as a, as a consequence. And as a must to go in your first fours, and you're making me feel as if I should have put the nine in my top four instead of the ten.
0: <laughs> Tell me this. The only other one that I want to mention is Maestro because is um, a pretty talented horse. I know the draw is awkward and might need one more run, but, you know, those runs first up off 20-metre handicaps are, are pretty inconclusive in my opinion. And um, when Maestro's in the mood, particularly early in his career, he's shown some ability. But whiz bang Dan's yeah, in st- whizbang Dan sort of in the yeah. st- we don't know where Whiz bang Dan is, but whiz bang dan's definitely good enough it's it's one of those races, isn't it?
1: Well, quick beginner over the short trip, and that's that's what might bring a whiz Bang Dan into it to a degree if he got across and led and then all of a sudden he'd be in the mix um otherwise i, I think the Philly's the most progressive and um well actually i I've tipped four mares uh, one, two three, four, you've tipped four mares, so between us we've got. The five nairs well, certainly is my top picks in the race. So going for the fairer sex, and there's nothing wrong with that, is there?
0: Well, I've never been accused of not doing that, Dan. I can tell you that right now. Uh, I've never, never been accused of turning the other way. <laughs> <laughs> um, four, 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 three, eight, and nine uh, are my numbers there. So we're both with Elder Marin Miley, but the confidence from Dan Maliki. We've still got seven races to go, but I'm thinking that is encroach you on a possibility as being one of his best bets of the night, put it that way. We've still got seven races to go when we return. An absolute belter. Sometimes, this is the thing about uh, race ratings, you look at this and see 67 to 79, and the average punter who doesn't doesn't sort of uh, do too much wagering or investment on harness racing will think, oh, this must be, you know, a relatively moderate mid-level race. It is anything but. You've got Group 1 winners going around here. You've got Victorian Phillies of the year. You've got RC Phoenix. It is going to be a pot boiler, and we will discuss it when we return on the Friday form panel, along with a number of other races. I'm looking forward to Dan Maleky's opinion on the Noopy kiosk free-for-all as well. Ultimate stride, deserved favourite, but there's another one there who's been hung out at very nice odds. Back soon, more Friday form panel to come.